Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions? We've got answers. Welcome to the show. It's going to be great. Featuring Matt and Jen from Home Team for You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen. Hey, everybody. How's it going today, Jen? Hey, it's Jen Stoddard, Matt Cornstead, and this is our very first podcast. We are super excited to talk to you guys about real estate, what's going on, and all of the things that uh, we deal with every day, right? And we also welcome the peanut gallery behind the scenes. Yeah, we do have the peanut gallery back there. They're <laughs> making us look good and sound good, so thanks so much, you guys. Yeah, we do what we can. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so um, what was it that really made us want to do this podcast, Matt? So, uh, that would be Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacob said that we should do this podcast, but we have been doing a lot of videos and we get questions. So we figured we might as well just go ahead and do a podcast so that uh, we can really get the message out there and answer anybody's questions and keep it going. So if you guys were first time buyers, what would be your questions? Uh... Mine would be about mortgages, trying to figure out loans, uh, just because I feel like I'm earlier in the process. I'm a young guy trying to trying to get out here. So thanks for rubbing that in. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. you know there's perks to everything, downfalls to everything. So you guys can buy a house. I need a loan. You know? <laughs> I think he's saying he's younger than us. Oh, I think he might be saying that. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being single out on right camera now. anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. When it comes to doing things like that, it. Uh, Different people have different issues when it comes to buying. And like what Zach's saying, he's worried about the loan. So he might have no credit, whereas other people have low credit. Those are totally different issues. Or bad credit. Or low credit, bad credit. (laughs) Two different things. Oh, that's true, it is. I was thinking low credit means bad credit. No. What's worse, low, low credit or bad credit? Yes. Oh, okay. When you have negative things on your credit, then you have to figure out how to clear them off. So it depends what those things are. You can always build your credit up. So if you have a bankruptcy, Matt, it's going to be a minute. Yeah, seven Mm -hmm. years. Yeah, I thought thought you meant seven minutes. I "I can wait seven minutes. Seven minutes. If you have, if you go bankrupt, if you file bankruptcy, that means you can't get a house for seven years. Usually, there I believe FHA there might be like a four year. If you are in a situation where you do like a short sale instead of a, f- a full um, like bankruptcy, bankruptcy or foreclosure, that can that can be shorter. So there's there's different things that you can do, but uh, would it um, like does it uh, does it matter if it's like a like does a foreclosure and filing like full on bankruptcy have the same effect on your ability to buy a home, or would like if you did a foreclosure? Uh, would that be better credit-wise than having to declare full-on bankruptcy? Or in the mind of a lender, is that going to be like pretty much the same thing where like you weren't able to pay for the house? Remember when we were talking about bad credit? Those are like some of the worst things for your credit. They, they're hard stops for banks. Really hard stops. So we started this podcast with a very positive topic. <laughs> yeah, it's gone down <laughs> deep and dark so, and fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe we should go to something a little happier. Let's go to let's, Can we play a game? Sure. All right. We are going to give this a shot. So this is going to be the first time that we have uh, tried to do, well, this is our first podcast, so it's there's a lot, first of, time. A lot of firsts happening new. here. But now, without further ado, let's see if I can get this going. 
This game is called 60 Seconds to Sell. Basically, what's going to happen is Matt and Jen are going to have 60 seconds to try to sell us a property. So I think we should do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. Ready? <laughs> what do you mean no? Okay, you go first then. Chicken. <laughs> yep. All right, so who's going first? Have you guys Jen. decided? Let's go first. Apparently, I'm going first. That's Jen, a chicken. Jen it's is the, to sell after you hear what she the says. brave soul. All right, Jen. Um, I'm going to do one thing. Hold on. I'm going to mm-hmm. do a switcheroo. All right. Let's get our music playing. Okay, Jen. Sell this property. You got 60 seconds. Let's the go. Timer's already starting. The timer's starting. It's not on the screen. All right. <laughs> so I'd like to introduce you to 1910 Madison Street. On the screen, it says that there are four bedrooms, but there's actually a potential for five. In this room, you see there's actually pull-out doors there, so you can close that back room off. You have a cooking kitchen and a cleanup kitchen, so two great kitchen spaces in this house. This space, this is going to lead out to your front porch, and that's going to give you all kinds of good stuff. Here's an extra room upstairs that actually used to be a kitchen because this property used to be a two-unit. So, and there's that porch. That would be great on Badger Game Days, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then this room is that room that could be that fifth bedroom. So if you really need that extra space... This is the, the way to do it. Come in this Drake room. For this. Also, up here, imagine turning this attic eh. into like a uh, party Time's room. Uh, <laughs> a room to rock. <laughs> Bring your guitar. All right. All right. That was that was amazingly pretty good for on the fly without any. Well, uh, technically, she wrote the ad for it, so. I suppose. I edited so the ad a, for it. You're gonna you're gonna have to really bring yeah, your A game. Because I have no idea what these rooms are, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, yeah, so Matt, you you haven't had anything to do with this property. Never been in the house. Nope, I just saw it just now. Just saw it just now, and you learned a lot from Jen. I was listening. Oh, <laughs> all right, that's <laughs> okay. You learned nothing then. I learned Sounds nothing about on par. All right, so I'm going to show the same exact thing again, and then this time, let's see what uh, Matt has to say. Okay, Matt, you ready for this? Oh. Wait till you put the thing up on the screen and then start the time. Yeah, I actually lost four seconds. Just saying. Uh-huh. Y'all are like a. <coughs> kind of We're not a little right competitive. We should have done rock, paper, scissors. The, right. mo- the moderator yields oh, oh. two, uh, two uh, minutes. Uh, Stop. Uh, oh, okay. Uh. Right. okay, go. 1910 Madison Street, downtown Madison. Make some extra money on game day for Badger football games if they ever come back. Uh, <laughs> living room with uh, <laughs> a wooded uh, scene outside the window. Nice big living room. A uh, huge dinette area, stainless steel appliances in the background. Uh, again, nice big windows for that property. The sitting room when you first come in, opportunity to sit down and relax. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a duplex. This is the extra kitchen upstairs, kitchenette. Looks like there's a sink there. And the awesome screen porch for Badger game days and summer nights. Hanging on the front porch, watching traffic go by. Sweet library with a <laughs> recliner. Uh, and attic for your guitar space, like Jen mentioned. Jam out upstairs. I win. 
I thought you said you weren't listening, and you <laughs> stole her last selling point. Just the last one. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Th- Who's that, judging this, anyway? The audience. Mm-hmm. And they're judging harsh. <laughs> Real harsh. <laughs> Real harsh, we're in trouble. Cool. I think I won this one. If, uh, mm-hmm. if you... If you thought Jen should win, make sure that you give this five stars on uh, iTunes. And if you think Matt won, go ahead and rate it highly on another, I don't know, Spotify or wherever this <laughs> podcast is playing. What? <laughs> then <laughs> we'll know. Wherever you're Which, listening. Whichever <laughs> app gets more five-star ratings, we'll know who wins. So Winning. All right, so I think it's only fair if we actually show the real listing for this property because I know that the homeowners are probably pulling their hair out watching this going, these people are selling our property right now? I think, I think now that we have a couple seconds to digest it, let's just, let's just take a look at what is actually going on here. Uh, stainless steel appliances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sweet it really kitchen. does have the cooking kitchen and the cleanup kitchen. It's what huge. does that even mean? That is for gourmet cooks. I'm not now you know. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, we know you're not because you asked about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you have to ask, you don't you don't know what it you is. You don't know. Yeah, hold on. So I this is this is weird to me. I've never seen a kitchen like this. So there's like a there's like a whole separate sub kitchen mm-hmm. in the back. It's for the special people. Huh. What is it? The read the description down below. Scroll down. Yeah, reading. That, that I can't can. read it from here, so you oh. have to read it. I remember this in is the podcast. Heart of the city. There's no there's no reading. Oh, you want the Oh, yeah, there right we there. go. In the heart of the city. Exciting four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, two-story that boasts gourmet kitchen. You can tell General Dad. You guys read the rest of it? I read it. Oh, okay. I right. mean, I read it. I read it before this podcast started. That's why I chose the list. So you're both ahead. Cheating. Of me. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm. You know what? I had to choose something for you guys. Okay. Uh, Zach and I actually shot a walkthrough video at this property. So, yeah, I was gonna say just to chime in on this property. I live in the neighborhood as well, and it's a great area. Uh, Really good, just like for everybody. There's families around. There's Edgewood. It can't be too far from campus, is it? No, it's right on campus. A lot of people that go to Edgewood College actually live uh, not right next door to this house, but close by. uh, Close by, and you're right by Camp Randall, like Matt said. The zoo is right there. Nice. Uh, So that's literally within walking distance. Is that where you live? If you live by a zoo, do you hear, like, the animals at night? You do. I used to live in a Vilas neighborhood. Really? I would wake up in the morning to lions. Nice. It was awesome. I don't want to live down there just for that. As long wow. as they're still the more you know, up. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Elephants. Yeah. You need to go outside I, early in the morning and listen, Zach. I I, I've I only heard lions. Away. Yeah, I've only heard lions so far. I'm like up, up, up over the hill. We probably hear giraffes. I don't think they make any noise. Well, they got to make what some kind of noise. Say? Well, not a lot. <laughs> what does the giraffe say? No. <laughs> but I don't think giraffes actually are loud enough to hear from surrounding houses. I think we need to Google what giraffes say, y'all. Yeah, I got to be real. I can't stop thinking about <laughs> those like giraffe fight videos where they just <laughs> yeah. smack. Where they bend those back legs. Yeah, and they just be and like smacking their necks into each other. Have you yeah. ever seen that? I what YouTube are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> y'all have never seen a giraffe fight? Giraffe fight. Y'all need to get on planet Earth real quick and start. <laughs> planet Earth. <laughs> what? That, that must David be a different show. David Attenbauer. Okay. You know, we we got to pull it together and be able to do that. <laughs> but 
We'll just stop watching real estate podcasts. We covered a lot of topics here though so far. Yeah, Jurassic. There it is. Oh, All right, there there is. is. Are we right. watching Jurassic Fight right now? <laughs> We're watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Episode one, Jurassic <laughs> Fight. Jurassic <laughs> Fight. They look pretty happy right now, but things are going down. Look at them. They're not like doing anything. They're just like standing next to each other. Oh! oh. 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 What is oh. that? Oh, okay. Oh, that's enough. <laughs> that, all right, all right. Too much. <laughs> that's that's like our kid. Looks like they hit each other with their horns on their head. I told them it's re- it's real. It's the horns they, on the head. They're, they're hitting each other. Smacking with. each other with their neck. <laughs> Why? I just want to know if they ever get wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> And stuck. Do they? You have yeah. to have somebody coming and stuck them. Yeah. Do, oh. they ever hit, do they ever just get hit too hard and then they're just like, <laughs> s- just then they get mad not because they're fighting, just because they <laughs> are stuck together now? It's or like they get when, concussions. It's like when the parents say, now you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. they, you they have to get this along. This is what you wanted. That's right. This is what you wanted. Yeah. This is what you got. That's funny. So go back to the listing on Madison Street. What else do you got there? <laughs> and back. I think I think we've moved on. Yeah, I think I think we're anyway. Good. It's by the zoo. It's by the zoo. <laughs> so if you want to see uh, fighting animals, it's a great place. Sit on that sun porch, listen to the animals. We should flight. rewrite it and be like, "Do you see the morning sun? Do you hear the lion roar? Come to Madison Street." Right. True. Extreme. First rule of Giraffe Fight Club is Giraffe Fight Club. <laughs> Live in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come to the hood. That'd definitely be pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. The house or the drafts? Yes, Both. but just yeah. living down there would be kind of neat to be able to walk to the zoo. And oh yeah, mm-hmm. I it's loved it when I when I went to school at Madison. It was awesome living. What street there. you live on? Chandler. Oh yeah, and Vilas. By the hospital. I lived on Chandler and Vilas. Nice area down there. there. Go. Um, it's a great area. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> How far away are you? Or not violence. You're further I away. Emerald. No, I'm literally like three blocks away from this house. Really? Yes, it's right down the street from my house. So do you hear giraffes in the morning when you wake up? I don't hear giraffes because I live on Monroe Street. Oh, so, so it's you hear a cars. Li- we hear cars, but honestly, if you're in the neighborhood <laughs> off, cars. off the street, <laughs> you hear cars fight. You might. Uh, <laughs> we haven't had any cars fighting, but uh, they don't get wrapped up, up with. Pull up a video. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Zach's house, y'all. No. Yeah. yeah, you guys can come. Visit me. Sounds good. Well, um, we actually had some content designed for today, aside from from Zoo Talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, much more fun. So I don't know if I want to like get you guys back on gear. I'm focused on talking about real estate. Sure. All right, we can How do, do that. that. That's great. All right, so uh, today's topic that um, you guys are going to be talking to the world about is buying and selling in the winter time. What's winter? What's considered winter? It is the season in between construction season. <laughs> mm. <laughs> True. So are we setting temperatures to determine winter? I'll let you guys determine it. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna hold back off from the mic. I, you guys, you guys uh, tell us what winter is according to real estate. What is winter to you, Jen? So the first thing that I think of when I think of real estate in winter, actually, you made me think of it is ice. So you wouldn't think of it, but when you're out showing property in the winter, this one falls <laughs> oh, downstairs. You, are you talking about the one we showed up north? Where was it? It was up? No, it was a bi-level, and you flew down the stairs. Oh, that wasn't the one ice. I was thinking of. I was, oh, yeah, that sucked. He does this regularly, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> no, the other one was when I, we were showing that property up north, and the driveway wasn't plowed. So I was walking down the driveway, and one my left foot stepped off the driveway, 
and didn't realize the driveway like was a little ditch and it my leg just went all the way down but this one stayed up <laughs> and it sucked that reminds me of this video that i saw selling in winter and this real estate agent in alaska was like mm-hmm. He was like showing off the deck and he's like, this stain has texture in it to help make sure you don't slip. And then he like goes to walk down the steps and just absolutely falls down like 15 (laughs) steps because the first one had ice on it. And he's like, well, the uh, texture doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's uh, my biggest fear is the ice. Yes. Ice is definitely a thing. And then you have snow. So imagine you're a realtor. It's time you're going to go do an open house. And the seller hasn't shoveled, hasn't... They don't live there. Yeah. Vacant property. So you show up, and guess what you need to have in your car or truck? You need to have a shovel, so you need to get there early, and you need to at least make a path. Otherwise, it's too dangerous to even have your clients come in. So welcome to Wisconsin, y'all. And it's almost guaranteed that your first open house on that property, you'll have like a five-foot snow, and you won't have a shovel in your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you, so you want to have a shovel and salt, Shovels more important. Than yeah, have you guys ever been in a situation where you had a lot of snow and you just didn't have a shovel or some way to clear it, and you were just had a freestyle with it? Yep. Yeah, I. Um, and you take your your boots you, or your you, foot and, feet and, and you, you redo it, and you make mm, a path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh. later that becomes ice. And then we're back to the ice topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and back to ice. It's so a vicious circle. It's a vicious it circle. is a vicious circle. So definitely for me. Uh, Ice and snow is one of the the hardest things. Then we um, were talking a little bit the other day about, uh, because we're right now in the season where people are wanting to put up all of their holiday decorations. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's when we have listings coming on during this time, you don't want to have your holiday um, decorations up for the pictures because guess what? If your property is still on the market in January, you're going to look like you've been on for a really long time. Or we've had... People have their presents already wrapped underneath the tree and then decide to sell. And then they have to, you know, move everything out and take down the tree and lights and everything on the house. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that once you have pictures that show your property as it is, you can go ahead and decorate your house after that Mm -hmm. because it's actually homey and it feels nice for people. But if you decorate it and you have it in your pictures and, you know, it's the next July, that's not great. What are you talking about? Christmas in July. Days on market. That's right. See, we can spin it, right? I'm glad you're the marketing guy, but... Um. <laughs> Once you wait seven months into the year, we're back to Christmas in That's July, right. baby. Just keep waiting. Yeah. Keep it up long enough because of a Valentine tree. <laughs> and why are we talking about Valentine's tree? Who does that? I don't know. Your mother. Oh, my mom does that. Mm-hmm. What's she, a Valentine's tree? She just doesn't take down the Christmas tree. It comes oh. down on <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's like it's a lot of work. See, I wanted to put the Christmas tree up last weekend at um, up north at our place. Mm-hmm. Oh. Matt has scarred me with the Christmas tree thing. Oh, don't even start about the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So we have a house that has vaulted ceilings, and I really wanted to get a 10-foot tree. Bad choice. That's awesome. No. So go, go it's, not awesome. it's not awesome, no. So we happened to be at Thanksgiving, what, maybe five, six years ago, and um, we had a... Um, your brother's mother-in-law said, oh, well, I have a 10-foot tree that you can buy. So for $100, we got this 10-foot tree that was actually really old. So it's the kind you can't just really easily put it together. You have to put in 
like match all of these different random chords inside the tree. And um, this well, not to mention you have to get like a eight foot ladder just to reach the top of it. Yeah. So and and Matt also decided that if I was going to insist on getting this ten foot tree, that I was officially in charge of this, and he would not be helping for any reason mm-hmm. to do it's this not tree. True. So what things, a grinch. She yeah. kept yelling at me. I ended up doing it anyway. So <laughs> things that I learned, the first thing, number one, I am not ten, I'm not 10 feet tall. This was something he did not mention when he was saying that he was right and that I should not get a 10-foot tree. 99%. So uh, it, it, is, it is harder to <laughs> decorate a 10-foot tree than what you would think, especially when you have someone right there sitting in the recliner chair going, you're going to fall, you missed a spot. <laughs> As in, they were saying you're going to fall, you just said you missed a spot. Mm-hmm. And not to mention if you don't have the right size ladder, so we had a four-foot ladder and then a 10-foot ladder, extension ladder. So mm-hmm. we had to go buy a ladder to match our 10-foot tree. Yeah. You save, uh, save big on the tree. The ladder was the tax. The ladder was a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. tree was hundred yeah. bucks. But he would not help me get all of the electrical together. And so Matt is ridiculously handy, so he can fix anything. I'm and just so there he for the just sits, value. he just sits there and laughs at me. <laughs> and the way that I operated with it was, I got pretty good, and then I just spun the tree so the part that wasn't on was facing the wall. And so you had the kids. The kids threw some. Now that our there. kids are older, they, they can help. Like he won't even help bring it up from the basement. Oh, I hate that tree. It's in multiple. I mean. Where's it's your involved. holiday spirit? We're going to get like a four-foot tree. We're getting rid of the 10-foot tree. We're going to get a four-foot tree and put it on the mantle. If anybody wants day. to know what to get Matt and Jen for Christmas, <laughs> uh, you can buy them a Christmas tree. A four-foot tree. You can take your 10-foot tree and just chop it. Chop it. Yeah, you know, when we were in Not our first idea. house, we had like a three-foot tree. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. Then we had kids. Mm-hmm. And then she, three, three feet's too small. What did we have? We had something before the 10-foot tree. Well, we had a... Uh, our one of our first Christmas, we got a tree, but we ended up, I gave it to the Stark East office because I got back. a 10-foot tree because I thought that was a I great idea. We just grab a tree. Yeah, we should go, go and just shopping. tell them this Let's is our tree. Let's bring the 10-foot tree over here and we'll exchange it for the... Who wants a 10-foot tree? It's available. I think oh, the well, podcast needs a tree. <laughs> podcast needs a tree? Yeah. Uh, I think okay. it's a 3-foot tree. Trade, trade for trade, tree yep. for tree. Mm-hmm. All right. Tree for tree. So, so I got a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a, If you're selling a home... Uh, in the winter time aside from from decorations uh is there anything else that makes wintertime selling different than other times of the year like uh, i've been told you know winter is kind of like the slowdown season right that's when like there's nobody's really buying or selling is that true does that affect anything i don't think we see a whole lot of slowdown until there's a ton of snow it's snow- like people like right now even though it's i mean t- granted today's exception but if it's like cold out that's not a big of a deal as if there's you know three feet of snow that you have to work around and muddy and mess and this year with uh all what's going on in the world it's it's really changed how real estate's been going because it, it we're about a couple months behind so even though it's november it feels more like september, september. so people are still shopping for homes if there's 10 feet of snow will it stop I don't think it'll stop. I think it'll do what it normally does in the winter where people are like, okay, killer the roads. We're from Wisconsin. We're back at it. So, uh, Kind of playing off of that, I guess a question that I kind of have is, um, do you advise like sellers to do anything that might be not ready right now where we don't have any snow on the ground, but they know they're going to sell in a month? 
when we know that there will be snow on the ground. Uh, do you guys, like, advise them to do anything outside beforehand to kind of, uh, like, get the outside ready before there's 8, 10 inches of snow on the ground? Yeah, I think there's, there's still part of it. I mean, even leading into fall, um, you know, clean up the yard, leaves, that type of thing. Uh, we were just at a property this morning on uh, 1007 Warrior Court where they had the yard cleaned up. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of it. It's a great idea to have, you know, do all of that yard maintenance stuff. But really, snow can help a property too because you it, it makes it look beautiful. Everything mm-hmm. looks great. When you just have that nice fresh snow, so, so to make sure the pictures are changed when you get to yeah. But as <laughs> soon May, as that April, snow May. melts, you don't want to have beautiful snow pictures. So we'll go back out and take new pictures of all the properties yeah. once the snow melts. And and <laughs> if we have pictures with green grass and then it snows, we need to get new pictures with snow. Really? Yeah. So so every time it snows, you have to go to all your properties and reshoot. Not every time it snows, but when seasonal change. When there's a seasonal change, we want to get new front pictures and like backyard pictures with snow, because otherwise it dates the the property. Yeah. So how many times does that happen where you have pictures and then snowfall hits, and you're like, oh, we have to go out and do it again? Well, it could be the ones that, you know the five or six listings we have coming on now. We'll probably have to go back out the first snowfall decent snowfall that's going to stick around and have, uh, take new outside photos. Yeah. So it just depends on how long it melts for, because if it only melts for a second and then it's just going to snow it again, we can keep the snow pictures. But uh, In this market, too, we're selling houses a lot faster, so we may not see that seasonal mm-hmm. change. We may have accepted offers on the properties by then. Mm-hmm. Now, is this just like, I'm, n- I'm not going to lie, it almost sounds a little superstitious. It's, it's like, <laughs> how important is it to swap that picture out depending on what the current climate is outside in, in in December or January or February, I guess. It's really the only the obvious picture. So if the bright green grass is from the listing first photo of the outside and then we get a snowfall, mm-hmm. then you just you just don't want to date the time on market. And things that you can also do is just swap the order of the pictures because if you have pictures, a lot of times properties will have really great like summer features with gardens and flowers and stuff. So we can get all of those and and still show those, but they just wouldn't be like the first picture. And Mm. then you put a a little preface on it that this was summer or whatever. And people love to see that summer sunsets and all that. My favorite shots are the summer sunsets that are facing the wrong direction. (laughs) So you'll see, like, the sunset in the back of the house, but you know that the house is facing the other way. Mm. Wait, are you giving it an industry secret right now that these <laughs> pictures are Photoshopped? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> and I can neither confirm nor deny. 360 sun. 360, <laughs> 360 sun, sun, baby. <laughs> we do a big over here at Home Team for you. Tatooine. Or, or if you have, like, a, you see a bright blue sky in the background and the driveway soaking wet. You know, they took the photos on a rainy no, day. No, man, that's a wet down. That's a that's a. <laughs> they were a cleaning glossy, it. It's a glossy. It's when finish. you water your walk, yeah, they were cleaning a, it for the pictures. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking that, about. That's a that's intentional, man. It makes it look better. We have had photos though that where we do the virtual staging, and I've had people call up and ask if the sellers be willing to include the furniture with the house, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to explain to them that that's not actually furniture. <laughs> yes, they would. They <laughs> show up. It's <laughs> empty. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> It's exactly how it was. That's right. Cash first. Right. Mm-hmm. So before we move on, uh, is there any other 
big key tips from for a seller, somebody that's looking to sell their home that they need to kind of think about before uh, selling in the wintertime? We covered decorations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we covered updating your picture when it snows. Anything else? It's okay if you say no. I'm just. I think they need to just be prepared to clear the driveway and sidewalks. Um, ideally, when a realtor is showing your property, you want to have the mm-hmm. driveway dry, so get the snow off there right away. Um, put down some salt, so we're not falling on ice. Yeah, also especially the ring doorbells. People are recording <laughs> falling. Mm-hmm. There's also um, tends to be less less inventory in the winter. So the buyers that are out there are going to be the serious buyers. So if you're on the market in the winter, it can be an advantage. I think that's especially with the market now, there's just not enough inventory. So Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of buyers out looking for a while yet. Yeah, because you have sellers think, well, I'll just wait till spring. Well, guess what? In spring, everybody's thinking I'm going to wait till spring. So if you get on the market now, we still have a lot of buyers. And uh, you're going to be able to get more for your house and have less competition. So would definitely work in your favor to be on the market right now. And, and I don't think this can be overstated. Um, if I can just ask you guys to expound upon the state of the market right now, like the the number, the what inventory is, and if you could even define it for people that are maybe just tuning into real estate podcasts for the <laughs> first time, what these terms mean and, and what this year has been looking like, you know, compared to, how it usually is. You know, you'd think that with COVID, we'd have a huge drop-off, but we'll have a record year this year. Um, we ha- our spring was slow, obviously, because they shut everybody down and locked us in our houses. But once that opened up, uh, we had record record months after that. So I think you're going to see, you know, you still have that pent-up demand of not enough houses, and there's a ton of buyers out there looking. Um, so, mm-hmm. and we're going to see it right now with a you know, the bunch of listings we just listed that I'm sure will be sold in the next week or so. Yeah. Or have offers, I should say. What are the absorption rates now, Matt? They're still around uh, mid twos, low to mid twos. Okay. What's an absorption rate? What does that mean? <laughs> Go ahead. You, you tell the months audience. of inventory. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from today through so for from today for two and a half months, if no other houses came on the market, that's how long it would take for those houses to sell. Yeah, they consider a balanced market to be about six. six. Yeah. So if we're talking mid low to mid twos. We're not even close to a balanced market yet. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really fast selling yeah. for mm-hmm. people that... Yep. So in a balanced market, it would take, if I'm hearing you correctly, it takes six months to sell your house. Potentially. From, so from on average. Stopping, so what, from the date forward, if no other houses come on the market, that's how long it would take to sell through those six months. Yeah. When it's a buyer's market, you look at it backwards and you look at all of the inventory on the market to figure out where you're going to price yourself and figure if you price way up at the top end of the price, all of these other houses that are similar to yours but price less should sell before yours. Sell through. Yep. So. So that's absorption rate. Mm -hmm. And I think in future episodes, we'll have a whole thing about how to properly price your house. We'll have charts and stuff. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't know if we're ready for that. but (laughs) It's a big step forward. We're going to have to. (laughs) <laughs> verbally talk our charts through because this is a podcast. Oh, <laughs> all right. Even though, even though for those of you that are listening, we are also doing a video version. So if you check us out online on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash home team for you, you can see the video version of this podcast. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're probably listening. And there's not a lot of um, groups that do the absorption rate. Keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we've been pretty low twos to mid twos for you know probably more than three four years now so we're still having the lack of inventory and more buyers out there. So you said that a lot of people don't actually track that. Do you feel like by tracking that we have a advantage to know that? Or does that give you some kind of advantage on helping price for sellers so that they can know that they're going to go faster? I think it's just it's an overall uh, view of the market. So we do track by zip codes. So you can actually take a zip code and track it from see what the absorption rate is per month. Um, like I said, you're not going to see a whole lot of change in those markets just because there's just not a lot of inventory. If it, anything, it'll go down to two or under in some zip codes. I think some of the east side zip codes were under one. That's how fast they were selling this summer. But if things change, you can you can, you can see, see that back, yeah. when you see those you changes. Can, you can like see trends. Up. You can see trends over the years of how things you know, ebb and flow for uh, winter markets like you asked about. What's the fastest you've ever seen? Best we ever sold a house? No, like the the mark the whatever that absorption rate? absorption rate. I still don't know. I what think it's those the East Side Madison this spring or late spring early summer was under one, so less than one month of inventory on the market at once. So that was the fastest you've ever seen it. Yeah, it was like point seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is. We were selling houses fast. Yeah. It's if you're it's a seller, selling, it's fantastic. We accepted offers for the professional photos. Hit the. I was uh, gonna say we had a some. I feel like that were yeah. Almost sold before we even had everything ready to like fully marketed right. to them. Yeah, right. that fast. Well, so I think we've uh, had a lot to say about sellers, mm-hmm. but then there's the flip side of the coin: buying in the winter. Mm-hmm. If you're a buyer, uh, what are you doing that's different than maybe other times of the year? Jen and I are actual winter buyers too, mm-hmm. and moving was horrible. Because it's cold. <laughs> it is cold. I have lots of memories of like dropping full drawers in snow and stuff. I still have lit up memories. My brother still reminds me often about him helping us move multiple times in a pickup truck. Everybody has PTSD from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all they gotta, do. Y'all got to talk it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so buying in the in the winter... I think it's just market again. I mean, in this inventory, there's just not a lot of inventory, so you're still going to have a ton of buyers out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure the winter is going to really slow it down at all. I mean, in a typical market, it would be about Thanksgiving to Christmas. It tends to slow down some, mm. but we haven't had that slowdown for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a little something, but where we're situated, you have government and you have insurance companies and you have the university so there's people coming in and out so it's still busy yeah so my question is uh that's kind of like directed a little bit for sellers you're gonna always have people buying but uh i know you guys said it earlier like we're gonna have people coming on the market all the time and uh a lot of people might think it's best to wait until spring because you might have more people looking or whatever it's better weather um, but consequently, everybody thinks like that. So you have a ton of houses hit the market. So would you still advise that somebody would shop during the winter? Or if somebody wasn't necessarily in a huge rush, uh, like they didn't have to move, do you feel like it would be uh, better for them to wait until, you know, like March or late late winter, early spring to like get right in there, 
and start looking then when you have more people hitting the market to have more competition. So for I them. think the only issue with that is then in the wintertime, you're not going to have the mad rush of buyers. So if you can find your house in the wintertime, buy it for, for sure. Because once you hit spring, you have the sellers will usually come on or buyers come up before the sellers. So you have the buyers start looking into the, you know, pretty much we figure super end of, after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. buyers are out in full rush mm-hmm. and sellers haven't quite made that transition to sell yet. They're waiting for the flowers to come out. So then when you have that, you have a whole bunch of buyers built up and you have limited market again, it's even more competitive. So it's almost, it's almost beneficial to both people to be selling and buying in the winter. Yeah, Uh, they don't have the competition and there's not enough inventory. And if you think about it right now for this exact moment in time, rates are low. Mm -hmm. Rates are ridiculously low. So for the people that are thinking, I want to wait till spring, don't know what well, rates are going to do. You don't know what rates are going to do. And the, the rates are being held down a bit because of all of what's going on in the world. So as things start to cure up, or like we get vaccines and thi- I guess cure up is actually cure probably up. a thing. <laughs> hashtag cure up. Yeah, let's cure up, get some <laughs> vaccines. <laughs> For real, hashtag cure up. So, what? but when that happens, rates are likely going to go up and then buyers buying power goes down. So if I'm thinking about buying, now is the time, really. And when are rates going to be this low again? I remember saying that years ago. I mean, our <laughs> first our first mortgage that we got was like seven and a half. That was a killer rate. And then we got our next mortgage, and it was like eight point two five. And that was a killer rate. Those those were great <laughs> rates, and we would write in every contract seven percent, and then it started to go down, and then it's really interesting when rates go back up a little bit all of a sudden people sort of like freeze and they stop and they don't do anything for a minute. And then after a month, they're like, yeah, whatever. That's yeah. normal again. So <laughs> do you feel like there was uh, an influx because of like a lot of people saw the low rates and were like, all right, it, let's go. It's time to go. Do you feel like that contributed to how busy that Absolutely. we've been in the market this year? Absolutely. And you, you hear stories from our lenders that are doing refis that are out of their mind, crazy busy. It's just a, one of those things where you just have the low rates and everybody's jumping on them at once. And I think there's also a lot of people that are now that they have the potential to work from home. They're like, you know what? I don't need to live by work. I'm going to go live where I want to live. And we're, I mean, we're seeing a lot of people that are just like, yeah, I'm going there. It's like, all right, done. Let's do this. Especially with as low. I mean, we've had clients now that are buying down the rates even more. So we have clients now that are getting interest rates at 2.5. Just unbelievable. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. It's like saying, free money. A year from now we'll be saying 2.5 was ridiculously high. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know that we will. I was going to say I <laughs> maybe, but I don't know, that's pretty low. The interest rate is negative 12. They will pay you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing though, isn't it? In uh in Japan, don't they have negative interest rates? Oh. No idea. I think Let so. me get in on that. <laughs> 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 We're going to no, be I investing th- in Japan, y'all. I think Jake's making right. stuff up. Right. I'll Google it. <laughs> I, I've heard the term negative Just like the giraffes, we would like to Google that, <laughs> yeah, please, Jake. We want that on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would be well, nice. Okay, all right. Hold your horses. I think you're making stuff up. I make stuff up, but yeah. that's just for... Uh, 
entertainment value. You could do reverse mortgages. How would that even, like, how do you even get a, a negative interest there rate? Like, your, say. your credit is so good that they're it just says like. says we need glasses. It says a negative <laughs> interest rate environment occurs when the nominal interest rate drops below 0% for a specific economic zone. This effectively means that banks and other financial firms have to pay to keep their excess reserves stored at the central bank rather than receiving positive interest income. Is that related to real estate, though? I don't know, but I know it's a term. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask every question in the book. I'm, I'm just a, a video guy. They do have reverse mortgages, though. Yep. Yeah. Can you explain what a reverse mortgage is to the people that don't understand? You want to go get that one on try, John? Nope. <laughs> You explain it well enough, we'll make a blog article out of it. Really? So reverse mortgages. So who gets reverse mortgages? Somebody has their house paid off. Older people that want income. Out of equity. Mm -hmm. So they basically pull out well, take out a mortgage and it they pays use them that back. Yep. So they get the money back slowly. So the upside is you get money, but the downside is when you sell your house, you get you have no, no equity. money. No equity. Mm -hmm. So it's almost better off. I mean, you're better off now instead of doing a reverse mortgage just to take on a mortgage and take that lump sum cash that you're getting for your mortgage and just draw off that. Cause Some the rates kind are of slow. an equity loan or yep. something. Line of credit. Yeah. Not financial advice. <laughs> no, not. Definitely not. <laughs> disclaimer. Is there a disclaimer that's playing on the screen? We're not giving financial advice. We're not sponsored by any lenders. <laughs> But if you Yet. take our financial advice, that's that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the next podcast too. We get some lenders in here over uh, Zoom. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, you know any? Nope. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we do. In fact, you can take questions too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, our our whole new setup is is pretty legit. We have uh, the ability to take in callers. We have ability to take in Zoom Zoom sessions. Um, Pretty much any anything we can think of, uh, we can we can make happen on our brand new show. So I'm pretty excited to to get this thing rocking and rolling, and um, it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be, it's gonna great. Gonna be great. We didn't say how our, the show got the name. I didn't vote for that name. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> voted. It was just chosen. It was just chosen. But it is one of the things. Uh, it's kind of my mantra when I'm coaching. That's going to be great because in in real estate there are a lot of things that can be a little bit not great. Not great. <laughs> so when when you're working through those, there's always a way to to get to the end of the tunnel. So it is going to be great no matter what. I still like my idea. Real estate BS vetoed. Real estate BS, buyer and seller. The universe didn't throw that name <laughs> upon us, man. It threw, it it's going to be great on name us. ever. Mm -hmm. We will have a segment that Matt will do called Real Estate BS, I'm pretty sure. Or Beer with Brokers. That was my other idea, wasn't it? No, that was, Matt's uh, full Sims. of BS. Yeah. <laughs> Matt will be drunk on our next episode. <laughs> it will be fantastic. It'll be fantastic. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be, It'll be great. <laughs> the spoof show, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. That's my... I That's swear to God, if impression. we uh, if we see anybody say, making a show called "It's Gonna Be Fantastic," we know <laughs> trademarked, right? We trademark we trademarked that. That's funny. <laughs>